Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, you can watch the show on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320, youtube.com slash ESPN Thirteen twenty. Is this the most confident you've seen De'Aaron Fox play? I mean, certainly. I think the first part of the, yeah, I, I think the first part of the. There's uh, a bunch of children here in season. the chatty house. <laughs> Kenny and Soren are are, are are giant kids who think they're funny. Messing with you. <laughs> I'm always confused as to who's get the ball at the start of the fourth quarter. Now I got to talk to Katie about this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, James. Uh, Everyone's a comedian. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I I don't think I know. Oh well, okay. So the team who gets a tip, the t- see uh, that it, look. Now we need him. Whoever opens. Yeah, second... look at this. What a what a turn of events it's been. Yeah, whoever gets the second quarter gets the ball, right? Look look, look, at, look at what you guys have done. Oh, oh no, so, Soren's about to get a timeout. Uh, Soren, this is on you. This, this is, is on you. Is on you. <laughs> uh, confidence, De'Aaron Fox. Is this the most confident you've ever seen him? I think early in the season, yes. Uh, I think he went through a lull where he he kind of lost his confidence a little bit, uh, where he just didn't look the same. Um, but right now, I think he's back, and I also think he sees what like what I see, like as far as the next like 10 games like mm-hmm. this is if you want to be an all-star you have to be an all-star right now you got to be an all-star today you got to go in against a team that you've torched your entire career in the Atlanta Hawks like his his first triple double maybe only triple double in his career came against Trey Young uh you need to come out and look like that player tonight um but then again when you got the Lakers when and this whole string of games here this is where you define that you're an all-star that your team can't just get to five games over 500, but might be able to get to eight games over 500 or 10 games over 500 right now. And if you can do that, you're an all-star. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think I think right now he is an all-star. You know, I, no caveats, no, you know, oh, I don't know. I think if you selected um, the top 24 players, 12 players in each conference, I think he should be in there 100%. I mean, uh, and then you've got situations where people are, you know, injured and may not show up, maybe selected but can't play, all this other stuff. De'Aaron Fox is playing like one of the top 24 players in the league today. Yeah, and he's doing something that no one else can can do right now. He's become this, like, elite player in the fourth quarter, and he's better than everyone else at doing it. And mm-hmm. so you got to look at that as one of the, the ingredients. You know, guys averaging almost 24 points and six assists a game. He's been phenomenal for most of the season. Um, you know, he's leading his team. His team is better than it's been in, you know, a decade and a half right now. And it's just whether or not you can sustain it. And, again, that's something that we're still going to question. Like, can he sustain it for 82? Can he sustain it for 70? Uh, we have seen the lull already, but can he keep it going from here on out? Is it fair to point out that lull occurred right before he missed time with the uh... – 
Yeah. I don't remember what it was. A foot injury. Of, of, yeah, okay. a foot. So th- that he was playing through, and it kind of got to the point where, all right, all right, kid, can't play through this anymore. Let's let's try to get you a couple of days rest. I think he missed two games and came back, and the question was, what version of De'Aaron Fox are we going to get? And I, I'm comfortable in saying I think we've gotten that answer. Well, I don't see, here's the problem. This is why being transparent on an injury report actually matters. Because if he had sore feet and was probable with sore feet for three games, four games, five games, that's one thing. But, you know, here we have this situation with Domantas Sabonis, who literally has a broken thumb. We all know he has a broken thumb. He's no longer on the injury report. So clearly the thumb is healed. But it's not. And so, like, what are we doing here? Keegan Murray has his hand taped up. He's going to have his hand taped up for a month. Yeah, does he have the same injury that Domas has? I'm going to guess that he didn't do the same. Okay, so we've talked about this, sort of the bro- the bone breaking off, the avulsion fracture, right? Yes, in great right? detail. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, see, this is why that conversation matters, because you can tear that tendon you can, or the ligament. You can tear the ligament or you can sprain the ligament and, and a lot of times it can be worse than if you have the avulsion fracture. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to guess that there's something like that in there. But, again, that's speculation. That's off of him not being able to tell us what's going on, but telling us he's going to have to have his thumb taped up in this position for the next month or so. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, like if we had transparency, to get back to De'Aaron Fox, it said, hey, he's dealing with some foot issues. Like, then we could say, hey, look, that's eighth game, that eight-game stretch, we're just going to kind of crumple up and say he was fighting through it. I know there was a point where I saw him limping right. around into the locker room, and I knew he had foot issues. Right. Um, but again, there's a big difference between general soreness and needing to be on the injury report, but then missing two games. So like, mm-hmm. that's why transparency matters. It's why the, the league pushes for that and why we as journalists push for it on a daily basis, like what exactly is going on here. And I think we've gotten away a little bit from it right now. Um, but it's something that we should be on top of the whole time. The Kings tonight have a clean injury report. It's clean. The only person, the only three guys that are on there are Chima Moneki and uh, Keon Ellis and Namias Keda, who are with the Stockton Kings in Salt Lake City. That's it. And that's just not factual. Like the injury report should have Demonis Sabonis with the sore thumb I mean, with a, a broken and avulsion fracture in his thumb, he's probable or or he's going to play. He's available, but those things, it's still there. It's not like the injury healed, and so it's just really strange. The only difference between him and, say, mm. Marvin Bagley is that Marvin Bagley is going to miss a month or more and may need surgery or is probably going in for surgery on two fingers where Sabonis doesn't have or he's not going to miss time. Hmm. Shouldn't we all be on the injury report? <laughs> I certainly have been all season. Well, I mean, you can put everyone on it. You can put those five starters on it and just put tired. Yeah. Dude, yeah that's kind of what I meant. Like, yeah. somebody got a knee to the thigh yesterday. They're going to play. They'll be they'll be out there. But, I mean, that's an injury, right? Like, that's the case. Like, we put, put anybody in there for anything. I think the way I look at the injury report is if a guy is in – serious uh, consideration of not playing. That's how they should be on there. I think Domas isn't on there because he's not in consideration of not playing. Like, he's going to play. Yeah, I I mean, I get it, but uh, someone who doesn't cover the team or talk about the team on a daily basis will forget about that thumb or has already forgotten about that thumb and see Sabonis put up these big numbers, but then could watch a game and go, hey, why did he just drop that ball right out of bounds with his right hand? Like, oh, he must have bad hands. Oh, you know, like you're you're playing a new team each and every night, right? And their well, fans people, don't know your players. And they need to listen to uh, Delon KC, Kings Beat, and J Street Vibes, and then they'd be up to date on what's going on. Yeah, there we go. I, yeah. I agree. I, I I believe that's 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 what should happen. Um, <laughs> send these to all of your media friends. Send send all of our podcasts, <laughs> our shows, and all of that stuff to all of your media friends. Put them on the mailing list. That's this is, yeah. this the is the yeah. <laughs> Kings are, are are twenty and sixteen uh, right now. They're the fifth seed. I think I think Deuce had this on on Twitter last night. Last year, the Kings won their twentieth game like a month from now. It, it was like Feb. I think it was like February fifth or sixth. <laughs> I think I think he said they were like twenty and thirty five. Jeez, 
<laughs> that feels about it's, right. It's uh, you know, you said you said maybe they're scared of the number five. They haven't been five games above five hundred this season. They haven't been five games uh, above five hundred since two thousand six, and it feels like everything we're seeing with this team tracks back to 2006 in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to shake it until you shake it. Until you you put it to rest and you end the streak, you're not going to be able to shake it. And that's why, again, I keep saying, <laughs> Sean Cunningham will tell you time and time again, the play-in is not the playoffs. The play-in is not the playoffs. This team, if they want to snap, snap the streak, they need to get to the playoffs. And the easiest way to get to the playoffs is to be a six seed or above. Because then you don't have to worry about the play-in, about one game against LeBron James or Steph Curry mm. or one of these guys that uh, a Damian Lillard that could go for 50 in any given moment. That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Like you got to figure out a way for the to get into the playoffs. And that's why I, I keep looking at this team and I'm thinking I, they're solid, but they they need something. They need more. This team has shown you that sort of the cap of where they can be is probably a top 16 defensive team, but they're realistically probably a 20 to 24 defensive team, rated defensive team in the league. It's not brain surgery here. You know they need more. So mm-hmm. go go to try to find it right now. Like don't. There's no reason to wait. We see what's missing. Like go get the ingredient. Yeah. I mean, and, but we, we went over that in don't detail. Know what I the ingredient know. is, though. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if you... I don't know if you you have the 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 money in the bank account to go get the ingredients. I have you been to the grocery store? Have you been to Damien's Nugget Market? You know it's crazy. It's not mine. I don't own it. It's nearby. You wish you owned it because I do. That inflation. Apparently, milk is like seven bucks now. Like good oh, God, I, I man. saw like a, a eighteen pack of eggs. Like the regular store brand was like eight ninety nine. I was like, how come yeah. the 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 free-range chicken ones are cheaper than those i'll go get the healthy eggs i, I guess like the healthy eggs. what what exactly is happening what is happening I, yeah I, I don't know but but i i say that's and i agree with you ham I, I would i would love for them to solidify them so i just don't know i don't know if that player's out there and i don't know if they have enough to go get the player their best bet might be a little small move, and maybe that takes you a long way. You know, Mason Plumlee, like you talk about, or, you know, um, I, I don't know, just a random rotational guy. Maybe that puts everything into place. But I, I just don't – I don't know what the move would be. But I do I do feel like, like you said, they're one move away from kind of solidifying themselves. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're looking at the teams that are around you that continue to struggle, you know – there's no reason not to at least go out there and try to make it now. I, and, and I know like Monty McNair is out there being aggressive. He knows what's on the line here. I mean, he's got more on the line than any of us do. So like he, he gets it. It's just, you, it takes two to tango and it takes the right deal. And there is no, no one has set the market yet for what a player is going to cost in this, this season. And until that's set, because Rudy Gobert sure as hell ain't it. Man. Well, I mean, you can even say Rudy Gobert probably broke the market. Like he did. Oh, absolutely he did. And now everyone's like, what's the what's the kid's name from Ha ha Nelson from the Simpsons? No. Yeah. Now 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 all the other NBA teams are looking at the, the Timberwolves like that. Matt Nelson wasn't as good as your macho man. Oh. Oh, well, I can even tell you too, macho like it, it's a problem that you have dealing with Utah Jazz. Like didn't they just pick up like seven or eight first round picks? Like, mm-hmm. what else do they need? Yeah. Like, do they need just more picks? I guess is the question. No, they probably. I mean, to your earlier point, and this isn't what we're advocating. They want Keegan Murray. They want the the player, the Tyrese, mm-hmm. the player that that's already in the league to build off. Like, yeah, just someone like, that you have. The, the, the I hate using this term, but the team controlled player. Yes. That has a high upside that you can build off and start bringing in the young guys. Because as good as Indiana is right now, ultimately that's what they want to do. They yeah. want to mm-hmm. use draft picks to build around Tyrese for years to come, not specifically just this year. Yeah, I mean, and if you're looking at their team, like you can, they can really like Laurie Markkinen right now. But mm-hmm. the fact is, he's 25 years old. He doesn't fit the age arc of what they're trying to do. 
and maybe they can rapid rebuild this thing because I know uh, Danny Ainge has Danny done that does. in the past. Mm-hmm. But like, is he one of those guys that you're going to build around? And I don't know. I, I don't know that that's the case. And 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 a lot of people are right. Like we're really high on him right now, but he hasn't been incredible for his first five years in the league. All of a sudden, he gets in the right situation. You know, we talk about Fox like hitting that perfect moment where like everything comes together, where he's the right age, where, you know, he's married, he's got a baby on the way. Everything's kind of fitting into one like box for him. And and, like he's at the maturity level to take off. It's probably the same thing with Laurie. Uh, And he's just found the right spot, the right moment in his career. But like I was pining for this guy two years ago when the Kings still had their mid-level exception and he was sitting out there in August like go get this guy what are people what are teams doing I mean even if it's for as an asset go get him and sure enough you know the Cavs first took advantage of it and now Utah's gonna do it too mm-hmm. what do you yeah. Lori Bird what do you think these you you mentioned a, a minute ago three wins in the last four games by a combined four points got that right yeah what do you think these clutch minutes and pulling out games like that mean for this team long term I think it means everything it's about learning how to win Mm -hmm. and learning how to win different ways learning how to win when you can't make a bucket learning how to win when Fox is great and last night learning how to win when the three doesn't fall because that I don't think has happened this year single digit threes and they they got the win well, that and, I mean, you can look at this, too. Uh, they lost a game the night, you know, a couple of nights before, because they couldn't get an offensive rebound. Like, that's another way to lose. So, you put that in the back of your mind. How are we going to win in situations, you know? And each of these games brings something different out in a team and teaches you something new. And they learned in that situation, like, look, if we don't team rebound, we're going to lose more games. This is mm. going to be an issue. But in these situations, like also, like if if Fox misses one shot, they don't win that game. Mm-hmm. And you put a lot of pressure on a dude. What do you score? Twenty two in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't expect excellence like that each and every night because there have been games this season where he couldn't do it. He couldn't get the the shot to fall when it mattered, and and you lost. So each of these are it, they're moments where you just kind of put it in your book of, you know, how are we gonna trudge through an 82 game season and learn something each and every night and I think you're learning more about this team all the time yeah and one of the guys that's kind of uh I don't want to say bounced back because it wasn't like he was playing terrible but we're starting to see the Kevon Herter that we saw earlier in the season is there something that um that you've seen from him recently that's attributed to him playing better basketball or 16 last night obviously he did what he did on, on Friday night um, but he's just he's starting to look more like himself. Is there something you see with his game that, that's getting back to, to, I don't know if it's normal, but what we saw at the beginning of the season? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a little bit on the show. Like, I do believe the Kings have, like, a, a handful of players here that you're counting on to do things that they've never done before. And for, uh, for Herter, for Monk, they're figuring out that, in order for their team to win, they have to be consistent. So it's one thing for him to score 30 in a night, but he can't have six-point nights or one for 13 nights. He can't have those nights because his team isn't strong enough from head to toe to to like survive when you know X amount of players struggle. And mm-hmm. you know, if there's a rookie wall, I think I think Herter probably hit a bit of a, a veteran wall, and I think Monk has hit it as well. Uh, and is still trying to climb out of it. He's had a game or two where he's been good, but also like maybe five or six here over the last 10 that he has not been great. Mm-hmm. And it's these guys are are figuring out that it's one thing when you do this for a Hawks team that's up and down and all over the place, or you're not only your role where, you know, Herter was playing 30 minutes tonight for the Hawks, but like your place in their world is very different. So it's a, it's much different when... You're playing Trey Young's world. <laughs> yeah, when you're playing 30 minutes a night and you're only scoring 12 points, like we we see, Herder can roll out of bed and score 12 points. Like he doesn't mm. even need to warm up to score 12 points. But when all of a sudden you're expected to score 15 to 18 points a night, 
it's just different and it takes a different amount of energy and, and they're asking him to defend at a different level. And uh, I think that some of these guys have ran out of gas at certain points of the season and then they come through it. It's just like the rookie wall. Like Keegan has shown that he's he's climbing out of the mess. Um, but even still, you've seen games where he's struggling. What was it? It was Friday night against Utah. Man, Sabonis was yelling at Keegan Murray half the game. Like, he was yelling at him the whole time. He was not happy with his energy level. He was not happy with how hard he was cutting. He was not happy with him not getting into the rotation early enough. You saw him, like, pulling him aside and giving him an earful. And these are moments where young players have to learn, but also guys who haven't been there, guys who don't know what this means. It's tough. I hit a wall on Wednesdays. Like, it happens. Like, <laughs> like, day. We, like yeah. we, we've, we've, all, we've We've all been through that, and sometimes we look at, basketball players or athletes as if it's different like it's a it's a very it's a fun very high paying job these guys Mm -hmm. go through a lot to get ready for every game and it's not just the 48 minutes on the floor it's the 50 things that they go through to get ready uh, for those 40 minutes and when you have three of those four of those a week when you have two of them on consecutive nights it's tough and as those days those nights those weeks start to pile up. Yeah, you get stretches where Malik isn't playing well. You get stretches where Kevin Herter isn't playing well, and you hope that they they can shake out of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Monk apologized for his play last week and then mm-hmm. came out and had, like, an incredible game, right? But then he came back with, you know, maybe one or two games that weren't nearly as good. Mm-hmm. Like, finding that consistency is really hard. And Mike Brown loves to practice. This team practices right. more than any team I've seen ever in Sacramento. Uh, their shoot-arounds are a good 40 minutes longer than any team I've ever covered in Sacramento. There is a lot of expenditure that goes on. And and I'll add this, too. When you have practices like this all the time, that means you have media sessions all yeah. the time. Because if you have mm-hmm. a practice, you have to have a media session. It's the rules. And so these guys are... They're a bit tattered at times. They're a bit worn out from the whole process. And it's not just going in and playing basketball, but it's also coming in during the month of December and being at home. And, you know, the Sabonis is flying. The Murrays flew in. Matthew Delavadova's parents were in the building. Like, you have all of these other commitments here. You're real-life people who have all these things that are happening, and you're expected to maintain at a level up here but you have so many things happen. Just think how exhausted all of us are from the Christmas holiday season. And we're not playing basketball every night. You know, we might be working, we might be doing what we do, but in like, front of 17,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Who, 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 who know exactly what I should be doing at my job and are screaming and yes. yelling at you the entire time <laughs> right, and right. demanding that you light a, a magical beam. Outside yes, every it is magical. <laughs> it is magical. The, the moon gravitated to the beam last night. It's so magical. Yeah. The other thing about all this as well is um, averages are averages for a reason, right? So just because, you know, Keegan or Kevin or Malik, go for 25, you know, one night, they average, I'm just throwing a number out there, 13 points a game for their career for a reason. It doesn't mean that they're always going to score 13 or they can never score more than 13. It just means that, you know, Malik is going to have his 30-point games and then he's going to have his eight-point games. And when you bring it all together, that comes to like 14 points a game. And that's, I think, because, you know, we go through this grind so much day in and day out, and we live and die with these games, we forget that you know, these guys are doing what they've done. And, you know, they they get to that average, you know, one way or another, whether it's by rarely is it ever by scoring 14 straight, you know, points a game straight through the season. There's going to be with highs and lows, hot and cold times and things of that nature. And I think that uh, sometimes we we forget, like, that's why they average what they average. Yeah, I mean, realistically – the only guy who is completely consistent on this team is Sabonis. Mm-hmm. And that guy just like throws on a backpack that has 18 points, 12 rebounds and six assists and every single night. And it's, it's remarkable, absolutely remarkable to watch. And like, I had the joy of covering DeMarcus cousins for six and a half years of his career, watching him do some of the things on his, on the court um, that he did were so stunning. Like there's never been a big man who moved like that, or at least at that time there had never been a big man who moved like that, 
who handled the ball, who did spin moves at half court, did they did all of these things at that size. And I'll I'll tell you right now, after watching Sabonis for a year, I, I'm starting to feel like he's the best player I've ever covered. And it's because not only is he so consistently great, but what he does for his teammates is so, something that DeMarcus was never able to do. It was either DeMarcus backpacked you and got you a win, or you lost, and, or even he would have a big game and you still lost. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With Sabonis, it's something different. He just has this ability to make everyone around him better. He's a very special player, and that's why I fully believe he is a top 10 player in the league right now. He's just remarkable what he's doing each and every night. I agree. Um, and Uriah Faber is remarkable. He's a UFC Hall of Famer. He's hosting Night of Champions on January 13th at Hard Rock Live. Uh, we've got tickets for you, a pair of tickets for you uh, right now. Caller number 3-916-909-1320. We'll get you all set up again. A pair of tickets for Uriah Faber's Night of Champions on January 13th at Hard Rock Live. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk uh, more about the Sacramento Kings. Uh, James, I want to talk a little bit about the defensive effort uh, from KZ Akpala getting the defensive player of the game last night as well as Davion Mitchell, the menace to society, uh, O-Dog, and, uh, of course, about tonight's game versus Atlanta at the Golden One Center. That's all coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. D-Lo and Casey continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. It's okay to hang them up after a good career. A couple of guys we saw last night who's like, hey, it might be time. It might be couple. time. Well, one. Oh, okay. About just, I was trying to soften. Okay. I was trying to soften. I would have liked Lori Markinen to retire anytime he plays the Kings. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that would he, help. He can go ahead and he, Lori Markinen can go straight to hell. Man, do this against everybody else. How about that? He, he's, he was cooking the last couple of, t- couple of times they played the Kings. Real quick, James, what's your what's your knowledge of the rule? I always thought at point three it had to be a tip in. Point four you could catch and shoot. De'Aaron last night was saying point four had to be a tip in. I thought I thought what Lori did, if he could have got it off in time, was legal. That's a good question. I could have sworn that if it's under point four, that it can't be a catch and shoot. Right. Um but they were pretty convinced that it was point four. Uh, he was pretty convinced. I know some other people on social media were pretty convinced. 
Um, I'll also say this, like the whole, the way that that play like happened. And so you've got Fox, you know, he goes to the basket, he beats Laurie. He sees a double team coming from uh, uh, Vanderbilt, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then he runs right away from it. Then he goes up with his right hand as opposed to his left to get to the basket quicker, which I thought was brilliant by him. Because normally if he would have gone with his left, he very well could have been blocked on that. And if he would have gone for the dunk, it would have also been an issue. But um, I watched when he went and, like, put the ball up on the glass, there was two seconds left. The ball hits the glass, hits the front rim, hits the side rim, hits the other side rim, slowly falls through. And by the time it got through, it was it was .4 left. And just remarkable how much time the ball took to actually And that's the way De'Aaron the planned it because he knew – if it went through the net, if it went straight through the net, they would have had a chance to lose. That's why he's in God mode right that's now. Right. That's why. That's the old. that's the type of fourth quarter he had. He's like, I'm gonna make this ball sit in the air. It was Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, right? The McDonald's commercials that's off, off the ceiling, uh, yeah. off the yep. roof, off the yep. off the floor, nothing but net. Um, yeah. The it only type of field goal which may be scored if the game clock and shot clock are at zero point two is mm. a tip-in or a high lob. Um, so I, I I always remember it being under .4, but it actually looks like it's .3 and under, mm. uh, that it has to be a tip-in or a lob. Now there's, you know, you we, we, could, we could dig all through this rule book. It was .4. I was confused by De'Aaron's post-game remarks because he kept referencing Derek Fisher. Yeah, he blamed Derek Fisher. And it was like, we Derek Fisher's Derek Fisher. shot counted. Like, they're, like I'm confused. Like well, they changed were... the rule after. That's why he's saying that they changed the rule after that you can't have a catch and shoot from this point because you're. Talking uh, well, about I think human that they error. okay. So 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 catch and shoot and shoot aren't ex- well. No, I guess I. I'm just confused. <laughs> De- De- not De'Aaron. Derek caught the ball. Did he? He didn't turn. Did he? He, no, but he, it was pretty much all in one motion. Kind he of. caught, brought up, but there was no way it took less than that amount of time. You know, that mm-hmm. like, again, and the rules have changed greatly, like their ability to go back and look at those shots. The other thing was, I, I didn't even look, did Utah not have a timeout? No. Okay. No. Yeah, no. because Utah immediately throws that haymaker, which was like a heck well, of a pass. It actually, it, 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 yeah, it took a, it, it took a minute and Sabonis caught it because they were kind of, they were kind of like on De'Aaron. And Sabonis caught, uh, hey, 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 hey. Like, clearly they didn't have a timeout because they were kind of, like, looking around. And then the Kings ran back forward because they realized, oh, Utah doesn't have a timeout. We have defense to play. And by the time Sabonis went back kind of towards the baseline, the ball was in the air on its way towards. And it was that Keegan. Was a Keegan had done that, right? Like, that was, he dropped yeah. that in a bucket. Yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a, who threw that pass? I Vanderbilt did. threw that. yeah. Oh. And I think Keegan was uh, was defending. defending. It kind of reminds me of the uh, was it De'Aaron Fox full length to Harrison, Harrison Barnes yeah, for the catch and the shoot, thing, which was yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. M- the the empty arena buzzer beater against Cleveland. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we were empty arena. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. only one I know who was it Morgan. I think that was Morgan and uh, like yeah, That's Krista, our- Krista Krista Plunk was were were there. And yeah. I don't remember uh, Katie. I think Katie was on the call with Krista, maybe. Oh, it's the uh, the all female, yeah. non uh, yeah. binary night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. I was there for that. Yeah. And, and what what? Well, I was in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't up on the set. No. I don't. <laughs> no. No, I was in the building for that. Okay. We uh, were allowed in the building. Yeah, reporters were there the whole year. Oh, okay. Just no fans. Yeah, just no. there were fans. no fans there. Yeah, that's, no, no I, I spent the whole season up until the last like six games of the year. Oh, that's right. I remember. Like, in the arena. everyone was spread out. Yeah. Like, like everyone was just spread out, like super far from each other. I never went. We never. I, did you go to any of those? Oh no, I don't think you could. No, we no. could. We just didn't. Like because the, pro- the protocol. The protocol it was, was like a super process for us. Yeah, to and it was just we like, like we don't yeah. need to be there, so we're just not going to burden that staff with trying to make room for us. Like just to say we went to one, it's literally the same exact experience at home. Like we 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 don't need to we don't need to go. That was I forgot really, reporters were allowed in. 
that was a good it was a good game and I Katie was on the call and went nuts when mm-hmm. he hit the shot um yeah I mean the whole entire night was and it was the strangest celebration in history because <laughs> I yeah. think Harrison just like turned around like well I just hit a <laughs> just hit a half court shot with no one to cheer so I'm just gonna walk back to the locker room and take a shower that it was really tough because we during that entire season we're sitting we all were spaced out we we're like six or eight feet apart so you had to yell at the person down the row from you and which could like, probably be heard on the court you could hear us you could hear us everywhere like there wasn't enough people in the building at all um shout out to uh cat who took care of us she was uh the king's employee that that had all of our meals ready for us every night and, and took care of us and um yeah it was, that was just a really strange stretch but also say we all pulled together as a group we all like worked together to make sure that we were getting our vaccines when they became available because if not we couldn't be in the building um mm-hmm. and you know so when appointments came up we were sending out like text threads like hey there's six appointments here go get your your shot so we're all good and in the building um uh, yeah it, it was it was an interesting time we we became closer the, the whole group we became closer you know, how I remember vividly that the reporters were able to be there all year is because we did have access to the Zoom link for the press conference and everybody would be sitting at their little table or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> miles away from somebody else getting ready to ask their question when I would get in there and watch the, the press conferences. And it would be like, Tony, <laughs> mute your computer. <laughs> mute it. Like we all hear it. We're all echoing. <laughs> God bless Tony. Oh, Tony's the best. <laughs> or send a text like, "Hey, your mic." How many times I've texted even Jason Anderson, man, your mute, your mic is hot. Like, oh, yeah, Mike, hot mic. Keep it hot clean, mic. pal. Keep it, keep, uh, keep it or clean. they're like, you know, talking to someone behind them or whatever. Or someone comes in the room and starts yapping. Um, yeah, I've been on. I've been on uh, Zoom. So we weren't at the arena, but we were all on a Zoom where where someone was taking a particularly long time, and the conversation with the media members just got spicy. <laughs> I've sat, <laughs> sat in on a couple of those where where some media members were looking for other media members. <laughs> it's like, oh boy, I'm just just gonna sit here and 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 take this all in. This is good stuff. So off the record with the Sacramento Kings beat writers. Well, again, we are a tight group. I mean, whether we all love all each of other us. or not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. we And we have our moments, too, where, you know, we don't all get along. Yeah. I, I specifically remember Jason Jones being on the call. So Jason was probably <laughs> the instigator of the whole thing. Like he, right, Jason is the type that will start it and then walk and then away. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! We had well, a moment one night with him where he lost his his mind, and we had to hold him back in in the media room. I can't imagine that. Like I I yeah. I, I that can't. was a moment I realized that that dude played high level high school football as an offensive lineman. He damn. He, he threw me and Sean Cunningham around, who were trying to cool him down. He threw us around like a couple of rag dolls, like just. Jason strikes me so much like Kenny, a guy who's just. You're not gonna rattle him like he's. He got rattled one night. Mm. I, maybe I, me and him have yelled at each other across the room once or twice, like in the good old days. Um, yeah, we we w- had some like witty banter going back and forth. It may have got out of control, um, but that night was like one of those nights. Where it was like, oh, well, he wasn't hot at you. Oh no, oh. no, I, I I won't divulge what happened. But yeah, it was it was a, an evening for sure, and it oh. and it did not end in like. Like two minutes, it like we had multiple like rile ups of the same situation. It was oh, I can't it, see it. That's crazy. Yeah, I and that dude is strong it. as a bull and threw us around <laughs> all over the place. Like we were falling in the chairs. Hold on for dear life. This is tremendous. Calm down, buddy. Calm down. <laughs> this is tremendous. Uh, uh, so the Sacramento Kings, uh, we, they're not playing in front of an empty arena anymore. Uh, Seventeen plus thousand. Uh, hopefully, if you're traveling to the game, I I don't know. I can still see the sun from the studio, uh, 
but James says it's pretty windy out. If the if the, the rain ground is up. dry over yeah. here, drive careful. <laughs> yeah, drive Christina Warner induced panic. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, drive 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 safe. Uh, heading into the game, drive safe. Uh, leaving the game, but it's the Atlanta Hawks. Who James like Utah is struggling entering this game. Utah had lost four in a row, four competitive games, but it lost four in a row. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, coming off of that, you know, uh, brutal overtime loss against Golden State the other night, uh, they're coming off f- four losses as well. They're heading into this game with four losses uh, as, as as well. And it was a, a game where Sacramento just never found its legs the first time they played uh, in Atlanta, a- again, on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, is it stop Trey Young and figure everything else out along the way? Or what's 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 the key uh, for Sacramento tonight. Yeah, I mean, they're a dangerous team. Uh, Onyeka Kongwu has really stepped up and, and played well for them, um, but he's not a player that I think uh, that Sabonis will fear at all. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's going to be a good matchup. I think Fox and, and Trey is usually a good matchup. Uh, DeJounte Murray is, is intriguing. Um, Bogey off the bench, um, although, you know, all these guys played huge minutes the other night. And yeah, so I'm not, so, okay. Is Bogey playing well? He had 21 the other night in 43 minutes. You know, yeah. I've seen him have some some moments this year. He's doing okay. The only time I really saw him play was the other night because I, I watched I watched firstly that entire not the entire game. I watched pretty much the whole second half. Yeah, and I watched the overtime against the Lakers. I saw that Lakers game the other day. Uh, he was hitting some shots. Yeah. I, I hope that uh, he, he rounds into shape, you know, just like the knee issues have, have slowed him down. I mean, he's shooting well from the field, but he's only played 14 games on the season. He's averaging 17.6 a game, though. Hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice third guard to have, and, you know, I know that's one of the reasons why they were able to, they were willing to move off a herder. Mm-hmm. So you'd hope that while they're in town, maybe the Kings can have conversations with them about – different ways to adjust the trade from the herder deal uh, so they could potentially free up uh, their draft picks. What's that look like? You've brought that up a couple of times. Is that legitimate? That's a, that's a, that's a, like a, that would that be a brand new trade? No, um, you can adjust the, the like, I don't, what are they, the restrictions on on a trade, on a, on a draft pick. Mm Mm-hmm. So, sure, it could be a different trade where the Kings sent someone their way or, um, you know, maybe if if you wanted to go. So what is it? It's a top, I think it's top 14 protected in 2024. It's top 12 protected in 2025. It's top 10 protected in 2026. If it's not relayed by 2026, it becomes two second round picks. Mm -hmm. Right. So. In a perfect world, the the Kings wouldn't need their first their first round picks, and you know they they only lose one of them. Um, mm-hmm. So you know once they give up one pick, then you get your other picks back. But the problem is today, as we sit, they can't trade their twenty three because you could lose your twenty four. You can't trade your twenty five, your twenty six, or your twenty seven. So the the first pick you have that you can actually trade is a twenty eight. Um, so yeah, I mean the Kings could call, could negotiate, could fi- try to figure something out. Um, they could take like the um, the lottery protections off completely and just give them an unprotected 2024 pick. But in that case, the Kings would want something more uh, from Atlanta. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, to quote the great David Stern, life is a negotiation. Um, there, There's always ways you can do it. But, you know, the Kings could actually potentially use those picks and, and considerably improve their roster over the coming weeks, you don't want to kill your entire future. But if you have things that are, you know, working, if you have guys like, if you are keeping a guy like Keegan Murray around for long term, and you know he's going to develop and be a better player than he is today, then that may make it easier when you look at your contractual obligations with Fox and with Sabonis. You know, hopefully you're able to tie up Sabonis and stuff like that. David Stern sounded like Kyle Shanahan. Life is a negotiation. We may not be here Sunday. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but what I got out of that is that that the picks and the trades with Atlanta, until it actually has to be conveyed, it could always kind of be um, reframed, 
right? Like that's that's kind of the like it could be reframed at the at the draft this year or whenever, as long as Atlanta's willing to do it, right? Yeah, as long as uh, both groups are willing to have the conversation and sit down and do it. Now, Atlanta could be perfectly comfortable with that pick and the way that it is. I mean, basically, I know this sounds strange, but you're wiping out a team that seems to be competing for half the players that you want to compete with to go get, like, all the time. You know, how many times have we heard the Kings, you know, matched with Atlanta or Mm -hmm. competing to get a player uh, that Atlanta's also you know, likes. Uh, so, I mean, that's one thing. You basically wipe out a, another team's uh, draft picks. But um, you could hold the Kings, you know, if the Kings have a big deal that they could figure out right now that, you know, required them to have a 26 or a 25 draft pick, I, I think Atlanta would be willing to listen, especially if you could take a bunch of restrictions off. Hmm. Well, it's probably, I, I mean, think maybe it's worth pointing out that was Wes Wilcox's former home yeah, right I don't know how many people are left from that era though because okay. he he had been with uh like NBA TV for a couple of years and, and they, like they they've had some turnover recently yeah Travis Schlink mm-hmm. uh moved up or out and right. <laughs> uh Landry Fields took over mm-hmm. uh the Hawks so as far as a GM position. Yeah, I think it's an interesting, that's a team that you could go back to again and have more discussions with. There are players that would work for both teams in, in certain situations, but like the John Collins situation, I think that's kind of sailed at this point. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, of course, John Collins is going to go for 40 tonight. Give us the old no. Julius Randle treatment. Like every time Kings fans talk bad about Julius Randle, he goes for 39. There's Knicks, there's Knicks fans, too, that are out here. I don't know if you saw the tweet floating around, but they're saying Randall's untradeable right now. He's balling. Hmm. All yeah, those people I mean, that release Randall. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the standings. They're in the eighth spot right now at 20 and 18, uh, the New York Knicks are. And right below them is the Atlanta Hawks, who is, is – they're 17 and 20. And as we hmm. mentioned, they, they've lost four in a row. And, James, I th- you, you know, you mentioned that – Sacramento and Atlanta always seem to be tied together one way or another when rumors get get mm-hmm. get started. Atlanta desperately needs to retool their roster. I don't think Sacramento needs to retool their roster. They may want to add to their roster, improve their roster. I think Atlanta they've got some they've got some fixing they got to do because I just you know I, I think part of their issue is they overachieved quickly, and I, I think that sent an unrealistic bar for what this team is. This team played way over their head. That year they made the playoffs and got, I think, to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not what mm-hmm. this team is. Yeah, I mean, I think we can say the same thing sort of like the Denver Nuggets. They played way over their head during the bubble and made it to the Western Conference Finals, and then all of a sudden wow. they're struggling to get back to like what it is. Maybe they are now back to where they are, where Atlanta has kind of faded hard. And I, I say the other thing, they have turmoil. Like Nate McMillan is not connecting with his players. Yeah. There, there's been some conversations about him uh, potentially stepping away. Maybe he's not... I don't want to say that he's not connecting well with his players. He might not be connecting with one of his players well. and That one's know, pretty important. Yeah, he's pretty important, but, you know, same time, like how many coaches you go through, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be a winner, uh, sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. I'm always hey. hesitant to agree with Kenny. I'm starting to really look at the bubble sideways. Well, like there's, a, just, there's just so much that happened this year, that year where it was like, Really? Looking funny in the light. Really? Look at, how much, in the light. look at how much it impacted the Kings. Oh, yeah, it was massive, no Changed doubt. everything yeah. for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. They, they can't erase what they were, but I'm just saying that bubble, it was different. It was different. Hey, before we get out of here, though, Damian, at Christina's call, mm. okay, Damian Barling and IMK Diddy, <laughs> don't question the forecast. It will be messy. Be safe on the roads to the game. All right. She, she smoked. We, oh, we asked okay. for her. She smoked. All right. If she's still adamant about that forecast, we'll remind you. Uh, if you're going to the game tonight, uh, be safe. Uh, is it what, – what what's the – do you know the official number? Is it seven straight sellouts? Eight. Eight, eight, eight straight, straight sellouts? Uh, with the largest crowd was 17,985. And that number was set like three games in a row. Like the, it like it kept changing, like it kept going up, 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 like three games in a row. Yeah, but then the last game wasn't quite as many. I mean, okay. it was still a full sellout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, hey, the crowd has been incredible. Yeah. Like – yeah, like truly, truly. The, the, it, we, we, we've got a minute. The the Kevin Herter three Friday night. <sighs> Incredible. You, I watched Brendan's video 
and Cam's video a thousand times. Like it, it's just a to see the crowd reaction like that had that has to be one of the one of the best Golden One Center moments so far. Yeah, it's top five for sure. I mean, just mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. But like when you fill that building up, and these fans are engaged. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have yeah. when you have a couple hundred standing room only tickets being sold, that's when you know that you're on to something. Yeah. Christina Warner has spoken. Uh, she said, be safe tonight. And so she is the authority uh, when it comes to uh, all things weather. So if you're headed out to the game tonight, uh, we already know the, 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 the wind is blowing pretty strong. James told us that uh, when he's going in, once you start, or when he came in, once you start incorporating the rain, it's going to get even a little rockier. So uh, heading in might be okay. Be safe. Leaving could be uh, substantially more difficult. So, again, uh, just be safe. Uh, We want you all back here. Uh, Tomorrow, make sure you're following uh, James on social media. Make sure you check out the Kings Beat YouTube channel, the Kings Beat podcast. Make sure you head over to thekingsbeat.com. Follow us at D'Lo and KC on Instagram and Twitter at ESPN1320 on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back Uh, tomorrow at noon to recap another Kings game. Uh, Hopefully we're talking about a victory, but whatever we're talking about, we will be here with you tomorrow at noon on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Go Kings! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.